this is Susan bringing you hope for the uprooted. I am delighted that you join me today. You know how much I love the pleasure of your company. We have had some wonderful guests on my podcast over the last few months, but today it's just you and me. I feel like singing that song, The Two of Us. It's just the two of us. And I am going to jump into something near and dear to right where you live today. And that is dealing with feeling weary and worn out, overwhelmed, like you're at a breaking point or a burnout point. This is something we've all faced over the course of this year with COVID in one way or another. And I thought I would give you some practical tips, some biblical principles, uh, some of God's word that would give you hope and encouragement on your journey. COVID is not over yet, and we need to all the more be mindful of wearing our mask and being wise, not fearful, but wise in all of our actions. So I want to jump right in and talk about you. I want to talk about, you know, how you might feel right now. Do you feel spiritually dried up or physically exhausted, weary, or worn out? Do you, do you feel emotionally overwhelmed? You know, a lot of times we get a negative, distorted view of ourselves in the midst of a crisis or hard circumstances. And I want to help you understand that God is with you every step of the way. I always pray for the women in my audience that you would feel the presence of God's um, spirit with you. That you, even though sometimes you don't feel him, I want you to know that he is there for you. I love the scripture in Psalm 139, 13 and 14 that says we are fearfully and wonderfully made and that we were weaved in our mother's womb. May I open jumping right in with saying, if God weaved you in your mother's womb, my friend, do you think he's going to forget you when you come unraveled? Heck no, that's what I mean. He is going to be with you, and I just pray for a deeper relationship with him all the more. You know, a lot of times we might feel weary and worn out because we have unrealistic expectations on ourselves and on others. For example, you might feel like you're superwoman, or you might feel like, well, I used to be, but not anymore. Uh, I can't do everything to please everybody. And you are so right. These are stressful times, and you can't please everybody and do everything. You might think that you have the ability to change another person, uh, maybe their attitude or their outlook, but you know what? You're the only person you can change. And, and if in your marriage there's friction or 
you know, there's a wall between the two of you because the stress, you're both working out in your home and you feel kind of uh, smothered and a lot of togetherness. I want to encourage you that you can't change each other. You can only change yourself. And it's unrealistic to think otherwise. And don't think you have the capacity to help everyone. I felt that way three months ago. In the middle of summer, I thought, I've got to do something. What can I do to help my community? And I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll donate blood. And so I made an appointment three times to donate blood and all three times the appointment had to be canceled for one reason or another out of my control. And so on the fourth appointment, I showed up in the heat and found my way to the conference room at this hotel where they were set up to um, take your blood went through all the little checkpoints of being checked out to make sure the heart rate was fine and all of that, that they do wisely. And then got to the last little station where they draw your blood. And the nice lady said, I'm sorry, we can't take your blood today because you are anemic and your blood level is too low. Well, I got so upset. I said, what do you mean you can't take my blood? Oh my gosh, this is the third, fourth time I've tried to give blood because I want to help people. And she said, I am so sorry, but your iron is too low. Your blood level is too low. And so I thought to myself, you know what? If I don't take care of myself and eat right, how can I help anybody else? That was such a prime lesson for me. The other unrealistic expectation is there should never be any limits for what I can do. Believe me, I can work circles around most people. And I go full speed from the time my feet hit the floor at 6 in the morning till I crawl in the bed at night. But guess what? Having limits is not selfish. And I had to learn that. It is okay to have boundaries. It's okay to limit phone calls uh, at dinner time or to say I'm available all day, but during dinner time, you know, unless it's an emergency, um, don't call me. You know, it's okay to have those limits to what you can do. And it's not being selfish. And don't think you're the only person available to help. There are other people that can also help for a time such as this. Everybody is in this together and everybody needs to pitch in together the best way they can through encouraging one another, um, texting, Zoom, uh, whatever it might look like to to know that we're all in this together and that we are going to help one another. You don't want to feel trapped. You don't want to um, feel like that you have to feed your own need to feel special. That gives you a false sense of self-worth. Do things out of 
a full cup, not an empty cup. Ask yourself, is this something someone else can do? Give others a chance to step in. I often have tried to pour into others when my vessel, my heart, was empty. And there are limits to what I can do. And I'm not the only person available to help. And then remember, um, you will make mistakes. It's unrealistic to think you won't. You know, this is the first time we've ever been through a pandemic like this. This, There's so many unknowns and so many life-altering schedule uh, changes that had to be made. And we will make it, but we'll make it knowing that mistakes are going to happen. And we just need to accept that about ourselves. It's unrealistic to think that we'll that we have to have it all together all the time. There are some days that I am so weepy. There are other days when I'm like a bull in a china shop. Just watch out. But it's unrealistic to think that I'm not going to blow it or not to say that I'm sorry or not to say that I was wrong. God uses us in our weakness. He uses us when we blow it. He can teach us, but also use us in by being authentic and real. Um, not only in your marriage and in your family, but with your children as well. So some those are some unrealistic expectations just to understand that you you can't change anyone around you. You you know you you don't have the capacity to help everyone and there has to be some limits to what you can do. And there are other people that can help and you will make a mistake. And so those are realistic to realize that anything else is unrealistic and will lead to burnout. And that's the biggest thing. You know, there's things you can't do. And and sometimes we set ourselves up to think that we can do it, uh, do it well and do it all. And things have changed in my life um, my activities, my scheduling, my offices, staggered days, staggered staff, the, the connection and community that most of us have, we haven't had, and we have to make every effort to make that happen. Because when we try to overdo it, it can truly lead to burnout. And some of the things that that we cannot do. We can't do everything alone. We can't make everybody happy. We can't go without sleep. We can't change the other person or cure everybody's hurts. Would we like to? Yes. Have I been there, done that, and worn the t-shirt? Yes. But I've learned that unless I am whole and healthy and filled, that I cannot pour out. And that leads to taking care of yourself because it's, it's very important uh, not to lose yourself 
while you're trying to do too much and while you're taking care of your family or your children or in charge of a a team at work or over in management and over a lot of people and you're working from home and trying to keep connected and keep on goal. It's important to stop and take care of yourself, to be gentle and to handle yourself with care and to be good to yourself. Remember, you're not a cookie cutter. God made you all unique and all different. In other words, somebody else may be doing a lot more than you are. Don't compare and don't compete. We're all different. God made us unique. We are we have different energy levels and coping skills and personality styles and we're all different and we need to accept one another rather than compete and compare. Rest, rest, rest. Although you are busy, busy, you've got to carve out time to rest. Um, there are times when we felt on- lonely and isolated. All the more do we need rest. Rest is not laziness. I used to think it was. I used to think I cannot sit down and prop my feet up or I cannot just pull away by myself. But let me tell you, friends, rest is not laziness. Rest is like building breaks in your life before you collapse. So you won't collapse, you know. And you may say, well, Susan... I need emotional or I need physical or I need spiritual support. That's where I need self-care. And you might say, I feel like my life is out of balance, that I cry all the time. Well, hey, haven't we all over this year shed many tears over many things burdened by our heart? Grief and loss and change and a huge change, and then exercise, you might need physical exercise, spiritual support, you might need to get into a Bible study on Zoom, or perhaps FaceTime a friend and go through uh, a book in the Bible or a study that would just encourage you. You need balance. You need balance You need boundaries and margins. And you know, margins just give you that breathing room in your life. Boundaries, sometimes people would think that if you're home all the time, or if your schedule is a lot less complicated, that you're available to do everything. And there needs to be boundaries that... There are times you're available, but there are times you are not. Family first, always. So in taking care of yourself, I want you to to remember to guard your heart because your heart affects every area of your life. Be careful what you watch on Netflix. Be careful what you read out of boredom. Guard your heart, my friends, because that affects every area of your life. And then don't beat yourself up. If your house is not perfectly clean and your dinner is scorched, for goodness sakes, get over it. You know, tomorrow's another day. Don't worry about it. Um, 
I just, you know, I get up in the morning, I make up my bed, I'm doing good. I, I Sometimes I wake up, I've got dishes in the sink. I'm admitting that to you. If I'm too tired to clean up totally, I just stack dishes in the sink. But that doesn't happen often. I like to clean my kitchen at night, no dishes in the sink, make up my bed the next morning, and I'm good to go. <laughs> so now you know that little tidbit about me. But it's important to take care of yourself to prevent being weary and worn out. Although being weary and worn out is very natural. It's just that there are things I want you to be aware of. There are things I want you to have, tools I want you to have in your toolbox that when that happens, that when you feel overwhelmed, that when you feel like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm on the verge of burnout, you will remember some of these things and the importance of that. Because many times, um, I think of how Jesus modeled self-care. In Mark 1.35, we are reminded very clearly that Jesus, very early in the morning when it was still dark, got up, left the house to go on a solid to go to a solitary place and in other words Jesus pulled back he modeled self-care he left the crowds to slip away and pray you my friends need rest renewal and restoration and if Jesus can do it so can you. You can pull away on your patio. You can go in the bathroom and shut the door. Uh, You can find your favorite easy chair. You can do whatever that might look like in your life to pray, to go to God's Word, to slip away and, and enjoy that rest that you need that renewal that you need. I love how Christ took care of himself, how he had quiet time, how he made time to be alone and to get away. And my goodness, don't feel guilty about that. That's part of um, not only rest, but self-care. Do you know that I used to feel like self-care was selfish? Until my life got so busy and I realized I needed more boundaries, more margins, and a heck of a lot more self-care. In other words, I needed balance between my body, my mind, and my soul. I needed rest and sleep. Oh, I've always said, y'all, that if I can have a good night's sleep, I am on top of the world the next day. What a difference a good night's sleep can make. Learn the rhythm of your rest. Learn what that looks like. And as you keep balance in your life, remember that the opposite of burnout is balance. And there are some major factors in burnout. If you feel it coming, the red flags, the red flags. I know my body well enough and to know those red flags. And I encourage you to know yourself well enough to know your, um, your burnout red flags, 
One is time pressure. That's a huge burnout factor. And, you know, everybody's time is different. We all have 24 hours in our day, but it's the choices we make and how we use it. And if you're in an office, you can still pull away and just kind of get away from the crowd or the people or the whoever. Um, Hopefully you're not in a crowd, (laughs) but... Time pressure is huge and the scheduling and the meetings and the appointments and the carpool and the PTA and the showing up for this, that, and the other. You've got to have balance. You've got to take care of yourself. Um, Excessive responsibility or accountability. If you have a million things that you are responsible for, you're going to end up not doing a good job of any of them. Be selective. Learn to say no. And I've been down that road too. I used to say yes to everything that came my way. Now, I don't. I know my time frame. I know my family, uh, my ministry um, comes first. And at the top of that first list is my relationship with Christ. And I can't do anything without um, going to Jesus and spending time with him. Boy, does that put me in the right frame of mind, the right peace of mind for my day. It's that excessive responsibility or accountability that is so um, uh, burnout red flag the lack of support, you know, you may be caring for a family member that's ill. You may be, um, you may be responsible for, uh, on a deeper level, a lot of people, family members or friends in your life. And that lack of support of trying to do it all alone will flatten you. It'll flatline you. And I encourage you to seek support. I encourage you to make it known that you need support. And then, you know, the expectations that we have of ourselves and of others, we've talked about that. What's realistic, what's unrealistic. Um, first things first. First things first, my friends. Um, God is first in my life, my family, and those I serve and minister to worldwide. But first things first. And a lot of times, um, I am my own worst critic, and I have expectations of myself that are unrealistic, and I have expectations of others that are unrealistic. Avoid burnout by being in constant communication with God. Oh my goodness, Um, He never piles on us more than we can handle or drives us to a point of burnout. It's the choices that we make. And sometimes I've found that my priorities have gotten all mixed up this past summer since March. Everything's kind of off kilter in my life. And I need to remember that that's the choices I make. And so I have intentionally... 
with the time that I've had at home, I thought I am going to plunge into all these projects that I want to accomplish. And then I thought, now, wait a minute. I need to take this time to, to grow deeper roots in Jesus. I need to take this time. I've always wanted to reread the Old Testament or the New Testament and go deeper into the patriarchs and matriarchs of our faith. And I thought, that's what's most important to me because that's helping me keep my focus on Christ. You see, it all goes back to keeping our focus on Christ because we get so goofy, if you'll pardon the expression, with our circumstances. They can be all-consuming. Your kids and grandkids and, you know, family members and friends, that can be all-consuming. And so I encourage you for balance to watch for your red flags, and to remember that God never puts on us more than we can handle. And he also never drives us to the point of breakout. Remember your choices. I know that some of my signs of being weary and worn out, stressed, um, overwhelmed, you name it, all those words seem to resonate with me. But I can get irritable and short with the people I love the most. I was telling some friends the other day, I said, I've recognized in me that I've become negative over the last months. And I, I have a critical attitude. And I said, that's not me. That's not who I am. And I said, I'm letting circumstances consume me. You know, I'm letting the unhealthy perspective uh, on my life um, just taint my, my outlook, the depressing media. And, you know, I'm just... I'm becoming negative, and I thought, I can't do this. I can't do this because you always end up hurting the ones you love. And I've discovered that, um, of course, weary and worn out signs, um, eating more and liking it less. You know, oh, do we snack? I keep saying I've gained the COVID-15 pounds um, because I eat more, but it's just, you know, out of either boredom or trying to fill that need of just um, what in the heck's going on. Um, gosh, you know, there are times that I have um, exercised. Boy, I, I am so faithful about exercising. I go to the Y and I work out every week and I'm, you know, I'm so faithful to that. Well, I couldn't because, uh, you know, the Y was closed. So let me tell you what I do, because that's a sign of being weary and worn out. That's a part of your schedule change, because I'm, I'm exercising less, I have over the summer, than I have in years. So I have all these little exercises I do around the house. I can do lunges from my bedroom to my kitchen. I can stand in front of my refrigerator and hold the refrigerator door and lift my left leg out to the side like 10, 15 times. That's great exercise for your inner thighs. And then I do my right. And I do it while the coffee pot water is filling up. 
on the refrigerator. I stick the coffee pot under there. The water's filling up and I'm lifting those legs and oh, I know I'm just, you know, but those are signs of being weary and worn out when you don't exercise, when your quiet time is rushed and you're reading God's word and making out your grocery list in your mind and when you're eating more and liking it less or when you're irritable and short with people you love and then if you're like me how many times have you thrown a pity party and you keep inviting more and more people and of course during COVID nobody's gonna come a lot of times I'm the only one at my own pity party and so many times that's happened on those weepy days when I think nobody loves me, um, nobody cares, you know. Um, hey, that is all in our emotional state. And um, it, 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 you know, it's just hard. And we have to keep our focus on Christ and read the encouragement of his word. But those are just some signs and some fun little things I do to uh, contrast that. But um, for you to have some balance in your life, you need to rely on the power source of Jesus Christ. And I encourage you in John 15, it's all about abide, 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 and abide with me. And abide means to dwell in and to become one. You, by studying and learning about Jesus, you become like the vine that is wrapped so tightly and twined uh, around the tree that, you know, you're a vine that will produce fruit because you have growth and um, knowledge in Christ. And he is the source. He is our living water. He is the power. And principles for balance is to rely on that. Apart from him, you can do nothing. Recognize your dependence on God for your wisdom and your strength. And then get back to proper eating, girls. You know, we can't wear sweatpants forever now. We got to we gotta suck it in and, you know, get back in those jeans and put on those stilettos and stand up tall. We've got to get back to proper nutrition. Rest, 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 and exercise. And rest looks different for everyone. So find your rest point and what that looks like. And, you know, especially sleep. And it will do wonders to revive your body and your spirit. Be gentle to yourself. Allow yourself to be human. Give yourself permission. I can't tell you how many women I say, um, I give you permission to cry or I give you permission just to sit down. It's okay if the all the clothes aren't folded and put in the drawers and neatly organized. You know, that will come in the meantime. Give yourself permission to restore and refresh and Remember that you need to have some boundaries and some margins. Don't let your circumstances control you. You be in control. You make choices for self-care. And, you know, everyone is limited by energy, resources, money, time, ability. Define what you can do. 
and define what others can expect from you. Knowing your own limits and adjusting your world to respect what you can and cannot prevent, cannot control, cannot fix, cannot change, those are all um will all counter burnout if you know the things that, and respect those limits. Um, that's going to that's gonna help you. And it's a good time. It's a good time for you to think about those things rather than brush stroke every day. I've been through seasons of my life where I brush stroked every day. I just lived on the surface took care of what I needed to take care of, kids, um, you know, house, work, church, commitments, just, um, hey, just brush stroked each day and got through. I'm at a different place in my life where I go on deeper levels of my soul, of my heart, of my emotions for the reason that I want to be fruitful. I want to be a light in this broken world for Jesus Christ. And I've learned that I can't brush stroke that, that I have to go deep and I have to go wide with him. And then laugh and play. That alleviates stress. Um, You know, that looks different for everybody. I have Zoomed with girls or FaceTimed with them and we've just laughed and, you know, just made light of things and that's really help you know laugh laughing reduce uh just kind of um releases endorphins and it's so healthy and just recognize an area of self-care in your life that needs attention know your limitations know what you can and cannot do be encouraged by um just some just some principles for balance and not burnout. And remember, most of all, that our ultimate need is to have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's by spending time with him, listening to his voice, reading, feeling his comfort, reading his instruction and his wisdom. And then as we know him more intimately, we discover more about ourselves, our giftedness, our uniqueness, and we're empowered to make daily choices that will be wise and in his will for our lives. I am so glad you joined me today. I love to know that we've spent time together. Above all, always move closer to Jesus. It just doesn't get much better than that. And I will see you next time. I can hardly wait. Hope for the Uprooted with Susan Miller is a production of Just Move Ministry. Just Move Ministry is a nonprofit, non denominational ministry dedicated to the emotional well being, spiritual growth, and ongoing resilience of women uprooted by a move or other major life change. Susan Miller is the founder of Just Move Ministry and the author of After the Boxes Are Unpacked. Around the world, women uprooted by a move are gathering in After the Boxes Are Unpacked study groups. 
Together, they form friendships and find belonging in a new community while seeking to understand how God is using their move to grow and deepen them. Learn more at justmoved.org, where you can sign up for weekly words of encouragement, subscribe to Bloom, an inspirational publication, and read new articles every month that inform and inspire. Join the Just Moved community and the Just Moved community Facebook group, a place to connect with and be encouraged by other women anticipating or recovering from a move.